section ninety three of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter twenty two o visions ill foreseen better had i lived ignorant of future so had borne my part of evil only milton when lady rossville awoke one subject naturally engrossed her mind to the utter exclusion of every other this was the day of her cousin anne's marriage and she had promised to be present but the thoughts of that never once occurred to her everything was absorbed in the intense interest she felt as to the disclosure that was to take place or failing that the strong measure which she had determined upon as to her own disposal upon leaving her own apartment she hastened to her mother's but the door was still fastened she knocked repeatedly but no answer was returned she listened all was silent her heart trembled within her and she was on the point of calling out when she bethought her of a back stair communicating with the dressing-room by which she might probably gain access she was not disappointed the door was open and she entered her mother's bedroom but it was dark except here and there where a bright ray of sunshine checkered the floor and the candles which had been burning all night cast a sickly gleam as they died away in their sockets gertrude hastily withdrew a window-curtain and opened a shutter and there discovered her mother asleep in an armchair in the dress she had worn the preceding evening and which formed an unnatural contrast with her situation and appearance a file marked laudanum stood on a table by her and it was evident that she owed her sleep to medicine not to nature such as it was it was certainly not rest that she enjoyed for she was disturbed and agitated sighed heavily and muttered some unintelligible words as if in an agony and gertrude's name was once or twice pronounced with a kind of shriek shocked beyond expression at beholding her mother thus haunted by her sense of wretchedness even in sleep lady rossville felt it would be humanity to rouse her from such a state and after a while she succeeded mrs st clair opened her eyes but it was some time before she came to her recollection or that her daughter could make her comprehend perfectly how and where she was i fear mamma you have taken too much laudanum said she in alarm as she looked at the bottle too much and yet not enough answered her mother with a sigh allow me to send for dr bruce cried the countess in increasing agitation you are ill mamma indeed you are as she pressed her mother's burning hand in hers i shall soon be better said mrs st clair with a still deeper sigh what time is it i have been asleep i believe shall we sup as she looked upon her dress with a bewildered eye oh mamma suffer yourself to be undressed and put to bed no i will go to-to breakfast is it yes i remember now to breakfast as she looked up to a blazing sun then turned to a mirror will my dress do gertrude lady rossville was too much shocked to reply for the contrast was frightful between her mother's gay handsome dress and her parched lips haggard cheeks and distended eyeballs 
the air will revive you mamma said she as she led her mother to the window and threw it open but the lovely landscape seemed as though it smiled in scorn upon her for all things looked fresh and renovated and happy mrs st clair sat for some time with her head resting on her hand at length she suddenly looked up and said abruptly you are very fond of rossville are you not gertrude oh it is paradise to me said the countess as she looked on her towering woods and far-spreading domain but why do you ask mamma then you will never part with it cried mrs st clair in a tone of wild interrogation never never exclaimed lady rossville emphatically then recalled to her mother's situation she said in a soothing voice do mamma allow me to ring for liesel to undress you it will refresh you and what then interrupted mrs st clair but i know what i have to do yet i would see that man once more before perhaps yes i will ring for liesel then and she began impatiently to tear rather than to take off her ornaments now go leave me why do you stand there looking upon me cried she angrily lady rossville burst into tears it is distracting to me to see you thus mamma and to think i am perhaps the cause perhaps repeated mrs st clair bitterly there is no perhaps you are the cause only say in what way tell me how trust me and i will do all all but the very thing i require of you interrupted mrs st clair impatiently all but obedience and forbearance all but duty and patience all but love and tenderness answer me then once for all tis for the last time i put the question its consequences be upon your own head can you will you be guided by me in your behaviour to lewiston i cannot said lady rossville in an agony of grief then go cried her mother ringing the bell violently for her maid not another word if your fate is sealed do not blame me then as her maid entered she waved her hand for her daughter to leave her and gertrude withdrew afraid to irritate her by farther opposition what can this dreadful mystery be was the question that had naturally presented itself at every turning of her mind till thought had been lost in the mazes of conjecture the idea which most frequently occurred was that her mother must have been previously married to lewiston and in the belief of his death had become the wife of st clair but then his youthful appearance ill accorded with such a supposition indeed seemed to render it altogether impossible and again the idea was rejected for others which were no less improbable be it what it may thought she this day must end it and at that moment in crossing the hall she suddenly encountered the object of her dread and her wonder he looked heated and ruffled and as if he had been engaged in a squabble so said he seizing her hand before she was aware and looking earnestly in her face which bore traces of her agitation so you have been with the old lady i see well has she let the cat out of the bag or has she left it to me some of the servants just then entered the hall and lady rossville without answering passed on to the saloon where she hoped to find delmore but he was not there lewiston followed and again began what all in the dark yet what's the old lady about but by jove i'll not wait another day to be treated as i've been by you and your confounded rapscallions but i've given one of your grooms as you call them a settler i've given him a bit of a knob on the side of his head to keep him in mind of his duty and i'll have them all broke in for you by and by a set of lazy insolent eating and drinking scoundrels that you keep about you and one of these low-lived rascals to pretend to pass off his airs to a gentleman like me this is past all bearing cried 
lady rossville as her face flushed with shame and indignation at having been thus disgraced to her servants i command you instantly to quit my house or my servants shall compel you to it and she stretched out her hand to ring the bell lewiston hastily snatched it and looked at her with an expression which made her tremble even in spite of her resentment do you know who it is you are speaking to said he i neither know nor care said the countess while her heart beat as though it would have burst lewiston was silent for a minute he then said abruptly but in some agitation what if i am your father gertrude gazed upon him with a look almost bordering on idiocy her lips were apart but no sound came from them it's very true though ask the old lady who you call your mother if it ain't she'll confess it that she will she'll tell you you're no more countess of rossville than i am you're the daughter of jacob lewiston here and your nurse but gertrude could hear no more she had fainted the deuce exclaimed he in some consternation at this unlooked-for result why i'd better have let the old one manage it her own way after all and ringing the bell he desired the servant to fetch mrs st clair cleverly for that her ladyship the countess was in a fit the alarm was instantly communicated and the whole house was presently in commotion End of section ninety three